Scammers never sleep. Whether it's COVID-19 related scams or more common online swindles that seek to pry open your wallet, there are a lot of ways to be conned. I'm your host, Sylvia Masters, and on today's podcast, we're teaming up with the Better Business Bureau to take a look at some of the most prevalent scams in Acadiana, now on 10 Talks Acadiana. 10 Talks Acadiana, the podcast powered by KLFY.com. I'm News 10 Sylvia Masters and I am here with Chris Babin with the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana in Lafayette. And Chris, we deal a lot with scams it's affecting the community here in Lafayette and surrounding Acadiana region. Chris, tar- starting off our conversation now with COVID-19 small business relief loan scams. This is happening right now to small business owners. How are scammers doing this? Well, you know, we get a lot of reports from businesses that let us know things that are going on. And consumers are typically the ones that are targeted through the scams that we discuss. But businesses can be targeted as well. You know, businesses have funds, and that's typically what scammers are looking for. So with the uncertain times of the pandemic, we get a lot of reports and, uh, you know, see information that scammers are starting to target businesses just as much as consumers pretending to be offering some type of help, pretending that they're going to offer uh, a government grant to them or they have the ways to get them processed for a business loan or something that can help them during these trying times. And what we're finding out is that some businesses are falling into the trap of these scammers and losing a lot of funds to them. Losing a lot of money as well when they're talking, when these scammers are talking about these so-called grants, so-called government loans that these businesses obviously haven't even heard of. These scammers are just making it up really, right? Yeah, they're good at making up um, things. You know, Mm -hmm. they're good at making things sound, you know, too good to be true and things that are very enticing probably for a business. So, you know, when they're ready for the questions that a business might ask, they say, you know, I haven't heard of this grant or I wasn't aware this loan was an option. And, you know, typically the scammer's pretty quick to tell them it's something new or it's something maybe you haven't heard of because it wasn't advertised well. But the reason I'm contacting you is because you are eligible and you're probably missing out on hundreds, if not thousands of dollars at this point. So all I need is some quick information from you and, of course, that bank account or credit card to process a transaction, a processing fee. And once that fee's paid, you know, the funds that you were guaranteed in the form of a loan or a grant never actually show up. But the funds that you paid them, of course, are now missing. And Chris, that trap is the processing fee that they claim that you have to pay this processing fee to get your money, which is all fake, we know. What did uh, this business owner that this particular scam happened to? He said that the scammers were asking for a processing fee. And then in this situation, what happens if this happens to someone locally? What can they do? So in the instance, one of the ones that was reported to us was that um, a business owner was contacted by his actual bookkeeper who said that somebody that she was friends with on on Facebook um, said that there was a grant for small businesses that needed financial support. So he kind of trusting her as his employee basically just figured that she knew what she was talking about and went ahead and and found, um, you know, the website that she mentioned and that uh, her friend saw on Facebook and filled out the form. They even got a text message confirming that the loan had been processed, but that there was a problem 
um, that they needed a processing fee. Mm -hmm. So once they paid the processing fee, which they didn't tell us how much it was, but typically, you know, two things happen. You pay the processing fee, which gives the scammer a couple hundred dollars, but now they also have your bank account or credit card information, and they're going to try to charge it further down the road, even especially if you don't realize that they were a scammer and your information was compromised. So in this situation, you know, what we would encourage them to do is immediately notify your credit card company, notify your bank that you think you know, that information had fallen into fraudulent hands. And from there, they can help try to protect you from having further funds um, taken from you, maybe dispute the charges, depending on who your servicer is. Mm -hmm. um, they can probably help you in different ways. But in that instance, that's why we would encourage people, don't, don't trust things with, um, you know, what you see on the surface. Because a lot of times, there's a lot more involved than um, something being so quick and easy. Mm -hmm. So we'd encourage you to do your research and check out a grant or a loan and make sure that the information that you're trusting is from a reputable source. And we know all these scams that we've talked about and that scams I've reported on, we learned so many of the new ways, new things that scammers are doing nowadays. And it's just almost crazy to think. All right, Chris, moving on from small business relief loan scams regarding COVID-19, staying within the coronavirus topic, let's talk about COVID-19 vaccine scams. We know the Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry is warning about this, Homeland Security, even the FBI, I just saw recently, is warning about these scams, and as well as you at the BBB. So how are scammers trying to convince people that, hey, they have a vaccine for this? Well, you know, they're always coming up with the newest way to <laughs> um, scam us and, and, right. and try to fit, you know, they're opportunists. So they follow the headlines. They know what's going on. You know, when the pandemic just started, there was a huge surge in the phony test kit scams mm -hmm. where they could ship a, a test kit to your house and you could be tested that way. Well, they've moved on from that now that there's been a vaccine approved for distribution. And now that that process is ongoing, you know, it's it's been a little rocky, you know, for the actual vaccine. Um, the rollout progress has been. So right. that allows the, the scammer an opportunity to get in there and, and confuse us as consumers and um, steal more information from us. So what we've had reported and what we're finding out about is, um, you know, scammers selling fake vaccines or treatments um, for COVID-19. And they do this in a number of different ways. Again, we talk about emails, text messages, phone calls. You know, scammers love to impersonate people or organizations that we would trust. Mm -hmm. So they're contacting people and telling them things that aren't true. You know, things like if you need the vaccine or you want the vaccine, we have the quick route for you to get at the front of the line for it. Um, a lot of times that involves some type of fee or giving up your personal identifiable information like your social security number. So they're always looking into the next way to steal that information from us and take advantage of us. Chris, one way they can look legitimate too, and we've talked about this before, is creating these fake lookalike websites. And we'll get to that later on. Uh, but when, they, when it comes to this coronavirus vaccine, they can put an ad that may look legitimate online that you know consumers might fall victim for. How does that work? Yeah, it's easy for scammers to find um, pictures and logos. You mm -hmm. know, almost anybody can go online to Google and find, you know, the World Health Organization or the Federal Trade Commission, find their logos. And, you know, it's not hard to create websites or emails or even text messages that sound and feel and look like they're from a reputable organization. And that's typically who scammers want to impersonate. Mm -hmm. Somebody that we would trust off the hand, offhand, somebody that we might not look into too much. And with all of the uncertainty with the, with the pandemic and over this past year, it leaves scammers an opportunity to pretend to be somebody that, they, that you can trust, mm -hmm. but then offer some type of solution to a problem you're having. And that's typically the ongoing trend with scammers. And in this case, 
with vaccines. There's a lot of people that want the vaccines that mm -hmm. aren't able to get them or they're being put on, on wait lists at different um, organizations or hospitals or doctor's offices where they're not up to, um, you know, up to the top of the list to be able to get the vaccine yet. Mm -hmm. And scammers are contacting people, playing on the emotions and taking advantage of them. All right, talking all things coronavirus. All right, let's leave the coronavirus topic now. Let's transition, Chris, into gift card scams. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this, heard about how scammers do this. They're constantly coming up with new ways to trick consumers. So when it comes to gift card scams, whether people are buying gift cards for holidays or birthdays even, how are scammers stealing people's money when it comes to this one? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that have, have led to a rise in this scam. You know, the holidays is one, but also, um, with people social distancing and not being out in stores and stuff as much. You know, it might be easier to get your friend or family member for their birthday, anniversary, whatever it might be, a gift card that they can spend online, you know, safely, socially distance. And, you know, scammers take advantage of that. Years ago, and what they've continued to do is, you know, kind of break into the packaging at the store. You know, a lot of gift cards are held on the rack now, not necessarily by an attendant. So a lot of times they've broken into that and they've gotten the PIN number and the information off of the card and they just continue to check and wait for that card to be purchased and loaded with the funds and then immediately drain it when it is. Wow. And the, the, you might purchase a card for your friend for his or her birthday in a few weeks. Well, that gives that scammer all of that time before the holder of the gift card, the person who had received the gift, to go spend it. And it's not until they go um, spend their $25 at whatever retail store that they realize there's actually no funds on the card. Wow. Okay, so Chris, for, get this. Reading over this scam in particular, what caught my eye was replacement strips that these scammers right. are now using. Getting these online, I mean, what? Tell so, us about that. Yeah, so scam, you know, barcodes have you know, generic and, and uh, unique codes that are associated with them. So we've actually had over this past year reports where gift cards that were purchased had a fraudulent strip or barcode placed on the card. That way when it was scanned, you know, the, the scammers are, are pretty good at being technologically savvy. You know, mm -hmm. technology is great, but it also opens us up to a lot of the scams that these scammers use, uh, a lot of the techniques. And they are putting their own barcodes or magnetic strips on the cards. And that way, when the cashier swipes the card to load the funds that you're paying, it automatically notifies the scammer that that card or that magnetic strip or barcode has had money loaded to it. So then, then they can go and quickly download the money back off of it and you never actually get the funds loaded on the card, but on a fake strip or barcode that only the scammer has access to. I mean, that is just crazy to Absolutely. me nowadays. Wow. All right, so in line with gift cards, packages being delivered, we know, gosh, with the coronavirus pandemic now, the convenience of making purchases online and having them shipped straight to your doorstep, really. But of course, we know con artists have developed ways to steal packages, steal information. And so what's going on with that scam? Yeah, again, in line with being socially distanced, you know, a lot of consumers love the convenience of making purchases online and having them ship straight to their door. Mm -hmm. Well, scammers, of course, know a, a bunch of ways to take advantage of that, and they try to as much as possible. Knowing that so many people are shopping online, of course, it's a huge opportunity for them to contact consumers. Mm -hmm. And chances are, I don't know how many, five out of 10, eight out of 10, consumers are probably waiting on something they ordered online right. at some point. <laughs> so all they gotta do is send this generic message that your package that you ordered, there's a holdup, we tried to deliver it, it's delayed, click on this link in the text, click on this link in the email, 
And a couple of things can happen. You click on the link, maybe it downloads some type of malware or virus on your computer to where they would have access to all of your information on your computer. Or sometimes it's just a link to this made up page of a website where they say, enter your payment information. Of course, there's a re-delivery fee. Um, there's a processing fee in order for us to stop back by. Because of the influx of pack packages, we've had to start charging consumers. And what the consumer does is go enter their credit card information to maybe pay this um, menial $5 charge, but what they're actually doing is giving their credit card information to a scammer who's going to take advantage of that. So Chris, let's say a consumer, or even myself, I think I've gotten texts from you know delivery companies, obviously they're fake, saying, hey, your package was delivered, or we missed delivering your package. If a consumer gets a text like that, what should they do to, you know, be aware of it and, and you know in case it is a scam so a couple ways we would encourage you to to avoid these scams is is know the tracking information mm -hmm. on your packages mm -hmm. um, the reason this scam works is because a lot more people are ordering a lot more online so when they contact people at random you know chances are it's somebody that has a package like we mentioned but also some people might have multiple packages or multiple, multiple packages that they're waiting <laughs> on, which is a little hard to track, keep track of. So we would encourage you, whatever websites and whatever email address you're using to order these things, make sure that you have that tracking information and that you can track it through um, the shipping carrier themselves. You know, if it's a UPS or a FedEx package, make sure you have that tracking number and you go to UPS and track a package on UPS and let them tell you what, where your package is at. When you get a text message that says your package was being delivered today but you weren't home, click on this link. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something to be leery of. We're not going to go out and say that FedEx or UPS or USPS won't send those types of texts. But if you get something like that, be very leery. The more organized you are with the packages that you're waiting on, the less susceptible you are to falling for a scam like this. Chris, you mentioned downloading malware onto your computer or device. If you click on these these links from these scam uh, texts, if you will, what can consumers do to prevent that from happening? Should they have some type of, type of antivirus on their computer? How can they prevent that from happening? Yeah, we would encourage you to have some type of antivirus malware installed on your computer um, to prevent this malware from being uh, malware preventer installed on your computer to prevent these things. A lot mm -hmm. of times you can have those that type of software installed to where it'll notify you if something's being downloaded or it'll let you know and check for these viruses routinely. You also want to make sure you're updating that because these new viruses are created each and every day with you know scammers and unethical people trying to take advantage of us. So you got to make sure you're updating that software so it knows what to look for and make sure you have that up to date because if those viruses get installed on your computer you might have um, all of your passwords saved mm -hmm. in a document. You might have your bank account information. And that's what these scammers are looking for. Anything that's personally identifiable to you, your social security number, that kind of thing, they can steal your identity with, or anything with your bank account, credit card, because they're going to go try to spend as much money as they can before you're able to catch them. And a lot of us have that personal information stored on our personal devices. Some helpful information there, Chris. All right, turning now to website lookalikes, uh, online scams, scammers are now cashing in with lookalike websites. So, uh, you know, we even have talked about in the past, Chris, with DMV services being online, obviously more accessible for people who need those services. But how can people tell what websites look legitimate and what websites don't? Yeah, sometimes it's really hard to tell because as we mentioned, mm -hmm. the logos that, that these organizations use, um, you know, it's easy to find. So what we would encourage you to do is a lot of times when scammers create a lookalike website, they create the, 
the meat of the content that you would be looking for. But a lot of times if you go to the, the contact us page or the privacy policy or the terms and conditions, they don't actually have those things filled in because they didn't take the time to populate that area of the website. They just wanted to populate the page where you submit your information to pay for something mm -hmm. or the page that, um, you know, request your information because that's the information they're really looking for. So when you're submitting payment information online, make sure it's an HTTPS website. That S means secure. That means it hasn't been um, compromised and it goes through a secure encrypting process mm -hmm. to where that information doesn't go just directly to somebody that's able to see it. You know, a lot of times the reason we're so susceptible to these things with the pandemic too is because, you know, there's offices and businesses that have learned really how to operate by working virtually. Mm -hmm. So you have people who are spending, used to spend maybe eight to five, Monday through Friday on a computer in their, in their office, now spending that time at home. And it's given them a lot of opportunity for, for scammers to do more things online, create lookalike websites, as you mentioned, and try to get that information from us and take advantage of us. Yeah, helpful note when you mentioned, obviously checking the, the URL, double checking that, because we know scammers can easily uh, you know, duplicate that into something fake. Uh, you know, staying on the website topic, or, or I should say virtual topic, uh, transitioning into Zoom scams. Obviously, we know with the pandemic, everybody, or I mean, so many people have learned how to use Zoom. I right. have, you know, I didn't know anything about Zoom before about, yeah. the pandemic. Oh, now I can know how to use it. <laughs> so, but scammers, of course, have taken advantage of this. How so? Yeah, you know, we all have our little spot in our house when we have to do something virtually now <laughs> where we, get, we have set up because prior to that, most of us didn't even really use those platforms as much. But now, you know, businesses have started to use that. Consumers are using it a lot more, if not for work reasons, possibly to visit with your grandparents who you can't see in person yet mm -hmm. or those kind of things. So again, scammers being the opportunists that they are, have uh, knowing that a lot of consumers and businesses are using those platforms, take the opportunity to impersonate that organization. So possibly Zoom in this instance, um, claiming that they need information from you, that maybe your account's been locked or um, there's a special code that you need to put in in order to access the extra features that you're probably gonna need with this new upgrade to your account. And in the end, again, it's the same type of situation where scammers are looking for our personal identifiable information or some type of banking account information. And get this, in this particular scam, Chris, they can even send you a link saying you missed a meeting and it looks so legitimate, you click on it, and then what can happen next? Yeah, you're working from home, other things are going on that are, that are typically happening during your workday, and you don't wanna miss your boss's <laughs> meeting. So you get a text message saying, hey, you missed this meeting we scheduled this morning, you think maybe it's something I forgot about. You click on the link and log into your account, and what you might be doing is giving a scammer access to your account, which could also have payment information stored with it to be able to pay for your subscription. So what should consumers do if they receive an email? I know nowadays these emails look so legitimate. It, speaking from my personal view, I look at the email address yeah. that it's from. Right. Should consumers do that? Should, what, what should they do if they get an email that looks legitimate coming from Zoom, but right. not really? You definitely double check um, the sender's information. So zoom.com and zoom.us, when we're talking about Zoom are the only official domains for Zoom. You know, a lot of times, again, Rep, you know, pretending to be with a reputable organization, of course the scammer is going to contact you and pretend to be with Zoom. It's just a courtesy thing. They want to let you know you forgot about this meeting. But in reality, it's the scammer trying to lead you to, um, you know, giving up for information. So double check that URL and then be leery of links and unsolicited emails. You know, if you're going to click on a link in an email, definitely know who that email is from. 
and where that link's going to because sometimes just clicking on it is all that it takes to leave you vulnerable to the scam that they're trying to put in place. Wow, talking all things coronavirus, relief loan scams, to vaccine scams, to package delivery scams, website look like scams, and even to now Zoom scams. It's amazing to hear and to see what now scammers are doing nowadays. It's almost just crazy even talking about it. Thank you so much, Chris, as always, from the Better Business no Bureau of Acadiana and Lafayette. Thanks for joining us for Ion Scams. Thank you. 10 Talks Acadiana. Subscribe wherever podcasts are downloaded. A Nexstar Media Production.